The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. As the song goes, Monday, Monday, can't trust that day. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Monday, February 21st, 2022. Monday of the seventh week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's a liturgical year C, cycle two. Monday is a day to pray the joyful mysteries of the rosary. And today is the optional memorial of St. Peter Damien, bishop and doctor of the church. Born in 988, he escaped poverty and the neglect of his own brother. When his other brother, who was archpriest of Ravenna, took him under his wing, his brother sent him to good schools. Peter became a professor but he left his teaching and gave himself completely to prayer with the Benedictines. When he wasn't praying, he studied the Bible. Well, the abbot commanded that when he died, Peter should succeed him. Abbot Peter founded five other hermitages. Finally, Pope Stephen IX made Peter the Cardinal Bishop of Ostia. He worked hard to wipe out simony, the buying of church offices, and encouraged his priests to observe celibacy and urged the diocesan clergy to live together and maintain scheduled prayer. He often asked to be allowed to retire, and finally Pope Alexander II consented. Peter became once again just a monk, but he was still called to serve as a papal legate. He died in 1072. St. Peter Damien, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. Into thy hands, O God, we commend ourselves this day and all those who are dear to us. Let the gift of thy wonderful presence be with us even to the end of the day. Grant that we never lose sight of thee all the day long, but rather praise and beseech thee that our thanks may come to thee again at its close. Amen. And with Pope Francis, we pray for religious sisters and consecrated women, thanking them for their mission and their courage May they continue to find new responses to the challenges of our times. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask you for pardon of my sins in grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my God and Angel, intercede for me. Have you ever gone from a great religious experience, a wonderful retreat, a marvellous spiritual gathering, to return to a big problem or a big argument or big hassle? Everything was so great on the retreat and it all seems to blow up in your face when you get home. Well, that's what happens in today's gospel. The disciples, Peter and James and John, had been with Jesus on the mountain of the Transfiguration. They'd seen Christ's glory. It had been so wonderful that Peter had exclaimed, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here, and suggests building three tents to somehow prolong the experience. But they had to come down. And so when Jesus came down with Peter and James and John, 
what do they find? They find the disciples involved in a big argument, a big bust-up. When they came to the disciples, they saw a great crowd about them and scribes arguing with them. They all ran to Jesus, and Jesus asked them, What are you arguing about with them? A man from the crowd explains, Teacher, I brought my son to you, for he has a dumb spirit, and whenever it seizes him, it dashes him down, and he foams and grinds his teeth and becomes rigid. And I asked your disciples to cast it out, and they were not able. Now what's going on here? In some episodes of the Gospels, it's very clear that Jesus is expelling a demon. For example, there's that moment when he expels a legion of demons from one boy. And it's obviously a demon. Because they, they speak to him, the demons speak to him from inside the boy. But in the biblical world, they had a very clear and simple vision. Good came from God, and bad came from the devil. So if this boy, here in our episode today, if this boy had a problem, it was demonic possession. Ultimately, all sickness and suffering arises from sin and from the action of the devil. Because Satan got Adam and Eve to sin, suffering came into the world. God announced that immediately after the fall, that this would lead to suffering, expressed particularly in the suffering of childbirth. Of course, this doesn't mean that those who suffer are greater sinners. Our Lord had to correct that vision in his disciples. When Jesus, you were with your disciples and they saw a blind man, they asked you, Rabbi, who sinned that this man was born blind? And you had to explain to them that no one's sin in particular caused this man's blindness, but rather it was for God's glory to be revealed. My own experience, in fact, is often the opposite of that attitude of the disciples. Quite frequently, the holiest are the ones who suffer. One of my greatest blessings in life has been to share the last six months of the life of a young lad here in Manchester called Pedro, who died aged 21 from cancer. He began to have cancer when he was aged 18, and it was a tremendous experience. He suffered enormously, um, and yet he was so brave, so cheerful, so full of faith, speaking always to people about God. Indeed, once he said to his brother, I'd go through this all again if necessary, because I can see how much it's helped people. You might want to look him up. Pedro Ballester, B-A-L-L-E-S-T-E-R. Search him on the internet. You might find that you make a new friend in heaven. So sickness is not necessarily due to sin, at least not to the personal sins of individuals. Maybe someone here listening today is an epileptic. If that's you, my friend, please be very clear that Jesus loves you. Your epilepsy is not a curse. It's a sharing in the cross. But let's go back to our gospel episode. And here, Jesus, we see your reaction is rather curious. You seem to be somewhat exasperated. And he answered them, O faithless generation, how long am I to be with you? How long am I to bear with you? Bring him to me. Why, Lord, are you particularly exasperated in this moment? I don't really understand it. Well, please, God, I'll find out in heaven. Anyhow, the text continues. They bring you the boy and we read, 
And when the spirit saw him, saw Jesus, immediately it convulsed the boy, and he fell on the ground and rolled about, foaming at the mouth. Lord Jesus, we see you acting like a good doctor. You get the medical history. And Jesus asked his father, how long has he had this? And the father answered, from childhood. And it has often cast him into the fire and into the water to destroy him. Seems to me that there are many young people like that today. They seem possessed by an evil spirit that casts them into the fire and water of sin to burn them up or drown them. Let's pray for them. You may have friends like that. Let's do what we can to save them. Of course, my friend, that could also apply to us, could apply to you. Don't be like them. Do you ever find yourself, so it seems, possessed by a spirit driving you into fire and water to destroy you? Maybe at a nightclub on a Friday night. Seems to me that there are especially powerful demons at work in certain places, in certain clubs perhaps, on a Friday or Saturday night. The best is just to keep away. The devil has limited range. We can keep out of his range if we want to. And yet we too can find ourselves possessed by demons in all sorts of smaller ways. We're too weak to resist temptation. Jesus, we pray, free us from that demon. We need your liberation. I'm very struck by what the Father then says. But if you can do anything, have pity on us and help us. It's a strange thing for him to say. He seems to lack faith. And Jesus, you don't seem particularly pleased with his statement. And Jesus said to him, if you can, all things are possible to him who believes. All things. Do you believe that, my friend? Jesus can resolve this impossible situation. He can heal that unhealable wound in your heart. He can help you overcome that defect you can't conquer. That devil throwing you again and again into the fire and water. All things are possible to him who believes. Believe, trust, have faith. And if your faith is weak, then say this beautiful prayer, which the father then says. Immediately, the father of the child cried out and said, I believe, help my unbelief. What a prayer, what a marvellous prayer. When our faith is weak, we can say that, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. And it works. And when Jesus saw that a crowd came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, You dumb and deaf spirit, I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. It works. Or does it? Well, maybe it doesn't, because we then read, And after crying out and convulsing him terribly, it came out. And the boy was like a corpse, so that most of them said, he is dead. Here, Jesus, you seem a bit like a magician whose spell has gone wrong. The magician was supposed to remove the wart from the girl's face, and he turns her into a toad. You were supposed to cure this boy, to expel the demon, and it seems like you've killed him. And it can sometimes seem that way to us. Christ heals, but the situation then looks dead. The impossible situation is overcome, but seems to give way to nothing. You solve the relationship to be left with no relationship at all, an empty diary. Your wound is healed, but you feel paralysed in your heart. But then we read, 
But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. The apparent death soon gives way to life. And that can happen too in our lives. Two final verses and a final lesson. And when he had entered the house, his disciples asked him privately, Why could we not cast it out? And he said to them, This kind cannot be driven out by anything but prayer and fasting. They ask in private because they're probably a bit embarrassed they didn't manage to do it. You and I, my friend, we too can be instruments of Christ's healing, but it needs prayer and fasting. Who can you pray and fast for? Who do you know who seems possessed by a demon? With prayer and fasting, you can help to expel it. And if you ask Our Lady too, your prayer will have extra power. I give you thanks, my God, for the good resolutions, affections and inspirations you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask you for help to put them into effect. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. You'll find more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. 16 past the hour on Daybreak. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Monday, February 21st, 2022. I'm Paul Sadek. We begin this day of prayer joining with the whole church led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips. And and my my mouth mouth will will proclaim proclaim your praise. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. The Lord's is the earth and its fullness, the world and all its peoples. It is he who set it on the seas, on the waters he made it firm. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. Who shall climb the mountain of the Lord? Who shall stand in his holy place? The man with clean hands and pure heart, who desires not worthless things, who has not sworn so as to deceive his neighbor. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. He shall receive blessings from the Lord and reward from the God who saves him. Such are the men who seek him. Seek the face of the God of Jacob. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. O gates, lift high your heads. Grow higher, ancient doors. Let him enter, the King of glory. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. Who is the King of glory? The Lord, the mighty, the valiant. The Lord, the valiant in war. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. O gates, lift high your heads, 
grow higher, ancient doors. Let him enter, the King of glory. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. Who is he, the King of glory? He, the Lord of armies, he is the King of glory. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. Our God will be made manifest. He will not come in silence. Our God will be made manifest. He will not come in silence. The God of gods, the Lord, has spoken and summoned the earth from the rising of the sun to its setting. Out of Zion's perfect beauty, He shines. Our God comes he keeps silence no longer. Before him fire devours, around him tempest rages. He calls on the heavens and the earth to witness his judgment of his people. Summon before me my people, who made covenant with me by sacrifice. The heavens proclaim his justice, for God himself is the judge. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as, as it was, was in the beginning, is now, and, and will be forever. Amen. Our God will be made manifest. He will not come in silence. Offer to God the sacrifice of praise. Offer to God the sacrifice of praise. Listen, my people, I will speak. Israel, I will testify against you, for I am God, your God. I accuse you, lay the charge before you. I find no fault with your sacrifices. Your offerings are always before me. I do not ask more bullocks from your farms, nor goats from among your herds. For I own all the beasts of the forest, beasts in their thousands on my hills. I know all the birds in the sky. All that moves in the field belongs to me. Were I hungry, I would not tell you, for I own the world and all it holds. Do you think I eat the flesh of bulls 
or drink the blood of goats? Pay your sacrifice of thanksgiving to God and render Him your votive offerings. Call on me in the day of distress. I will free you, and you shall honor me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Offer to God the sacrifice of praise. I want a loving heart more than sacrifice, knowledge of my ways more than holocausts. I want a loving heart more than sacrifice, knowledge of my ways more than holocausts. But God says to the wicked, But how can you recite my commandments and take my covenant on your lips, you who despise my law and throw my words to the winds? You who see a thief and go with him, who throw in your lot with adulterers, who unbridle your mouth for evil and whose tongue is plotting crime, you who sit and malign your brother and slander your own mother's son, you do this, and should I keep silence? Do you think that I am like you? Mark this, you who never think of God, lest I seize you and you cannot escape. A sacrifice of thanksgiving honors me, and I will show God's salvation to the upright. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Father, accept us as a sacrifice of praise, so that we may go through life unburdened by sin, walking in the way of salvation, and always giving thanks to you. I want a loving heart more than sacrifice, knowledge of my ways more than holocausts. Listen, my people, and I will speak. I am the Lord, your God. From the book of Ecclesiastes, I said to myself, Come now, let me try you with pleasure and the enjoyment of good things. But, behold, this too was vanity. Of laughter I said, Mad, and of mirth, what good does this do? I thought of beguiling my senses with wine, though my mind was concerned with wisdom and taking up folly until I should understand what is best for man to do under the heavens during the limited days of their life. I went on to the consideration of wisdom, madness, and folly, and I saw that wisdom has the advantage over folly as much as light has the advantage over darkness. The wise man has eyes in his head, but the fool walks in darkness. Yet I knew that one lot befalls both of them. So I said to myself, if the fool's lot is to befall me also, Why then should I be wise? Where is the profit for me? And I concluded in my heart that this too is vanity. Neither of the wise man nor of the fool will there be an abiding remembrance, for in days to come both will have been 
forgotten. How is it that the wise man dies as well as the fool? Therefore I loathed life, since for me the work that is done under the sun is evil, for all is vanity and a chase after the wind. And I detested all the fruits of my labor under the sun, because I must leave them to a man who is to come after me, and who knows whether he will be a wise man or a fool. Yet he will have control over the fruits of my wise labor under the sun. This also is vanity. So my feelings turn to despair of all the fruits of my labor under the sun. For here is a man who has labored with wisdom and knowledge and skill, and to another who has not labored over it, he must leave his property. This also is vanity and a great misfortune. For what profit comes to a man from all the toil and anxiety of heart with which he has labored under the sun? All his days sorrow and grief are his occupation. Even at night his mind is not at rest. This also is vanity. There is nothing better for man than to eat and drink and provide himself with good things by his labor. Even this, I realized, is from the hand of God. For who can eat or drink apart from him? For to whatever man he sees fit, he gives wisdom and knowledge and joy. But to the sinner he gives the task of gathering possessions to be given to whatever man God sees fit. This also is vanity and a chase after wind. God gives wisdom and knowledge and joy to the man who pleases him, but to the sinner he gives a weary heart and a foolish eagerness to heap together riches. This, this is, is vanity and, and a chasing after the wind. The love of money is the root of all evil, and some men in their greed have brought upon themselves many bitter sorrows. This, this is vanity and a chasing after the wind. From a homily on Ecclesiastes by St. Gregory of Nyssa, Bishop. We shall be blessed with clear vision if we keep our eyes fixed on Christ, for he, as Paul teaches, is our head, and there is in him no shadow of evil. St. Paul himself and all who have reached the same heights of sanctity had their eyes fixed on Christ, and so have all who live and move and have their being in him. As no darkness can be seen by anyone surrounded by light, so no trivialities can capture the attention of anyone who has his eyes on Christ. The man who keeps his eyes upon the head and the origin of the whole universe has them on virtue in all its perfection. He has them on truth, on justice, on immortality, and on everything else that is good, for Christ is goodness itself. The wise man then turns his eyes toward the one who is his head, and the fool gropes in darkness. No one who puts his lamp under a bed instead of on a lampstand will receive any light from it. People are often considered blind and useless when they make the supreme good their aim and give themselves up to the contemplation of God. But Paul made a boast of this and proclaimed himself a fool for Christ's sake. The reason he said, we are fools for Christ's sakes, 
was that his mind was free from all earthly preoccupations. It was as though he said, We are blind to the life here below because our eyes are raised toward the one who is our head. And so without board or lodging, he traveled from place to place, destitute, naked, exhausted by hunger and thirst. When men saw him in captivity, flogged, shipwrecked, led about in chains, they could scarcely help thinking him a pitiful sight. Nevertheless, even while he suffered all this at the hands of men, he always looked toward the one who is the head, and he asked, What can separate us from the love of Christ, which is in Jesus? Can affliction or distress, can persecution, hunger, nakedness, danger, or death? In other words, what can force me to take my eyes from him, who is my head, and to turn them toward things that are contemptible? He bids us follow his example. Seek the things that are above, he says, which is only another way of saying, keep your eyes on Christ. As the eyes of servants are on the hands of their masters, so our eyes are fixed on the Lord our God as we wait for him to have mercy on us. I am the light of the world. No one who follows me will ever walk in darkness, but he will have the light of life. So our eyes are fixed on the Lord our God as we wait for him to have mercy on us. Let us pray. Grant, we pray, Almighty God, that always pondering spiritual things, we may carry out in both word and deed that which is pleasing to you. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. 24 minutes before the hour, today's gospel is coming up in just a few minutes. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Monday, February 21st, 2022. I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the Lord and Peter, James, and John come down from the mountain after the transfiguration, and they find a healing is necessary. It's from the ninth chapter of the Gospel of Mark. When they came to the disciples, they saw a great crowd about them, and scribes arguing with them. Immediately all the crowd, when they saw Jesus, were greatly amazed and ran up to him and greeted him. He asked them, What are you discussing with them? Teacher, I brought my son to you, for he has a dumb spirit. Wherever it seizes him, it dashes him down and he foams and grinds his teeth and becomes rigid. I asked your disciples to cast it out and they were not able. Oh, faithless generation. How long am I to be with you? 
How long am I to bear with you? Bring him to me. And they brought the boy to him. When the spirit saw Jesus, immediately it convulsed the boy, and he fell on the ground and rolled about, foaming at the mouth. Jesus asked the boy's father, How long has he had this? From childhood, and it has often cast him into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have pity on us and help us. If you can, all things are possible to him who believes. I believe. Help my unbelief. When Jesus saw that a crowd came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit. You dumb and deaf spirit, I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. After crying out and convulsing the boy terribly, it came out and the boy was like a corpse. He is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up and he arose. When he had entered the house, his disciples asked him privately, Why could we not cast it out? This kind cannot be driven out by anything but prayer and fasting. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. Now, there are some prerequisites to having a living faith. And the principal one is having our spiritual eyes and our heart open to it. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 3, Ordinary Time. What did those people who met Jesus in the towns and villages of Galilee see in him? They saw what their internal dispositions allowed them to see. Would that they could have seen Jesus through the eyes of his mother. What greatness would then have confronted them? And what pettiness and narrow-mindedness they would have observed in many of the Pharisees who were caught up in the intricacies and nuances of the law. They were not even able to discover in the miracles our Lord worked that the Messiah had come at last. A great number of them remained blind before the light of the world. Their knowledge of sacred scripture did not help them to see in Jesus the fulfillment of all that had been foretold about the Messiah and his promised arrival. Many of his contemporaries refused to believe in Jesus because they did not have an upright heart, because their works were not motivated by the desire to please God, because they didn't love God or have a right intention in what they did. My teaching is not mine, the Lord will say, but his who sent me. If any man's will is to do his will, he shall know whether the teaching is from God or whether I am speaking on my own authority. They did not have the necessary dispositions. They were not seeking God's glory, but their own. Not even miracles can supply for lack of the necessary internal dispositions. The real reason behind the rejection of the Messiah so long expected and so clearly heralded and announced is to be found in the fact that not only did they not possess God in their hearts as their father, but worse, they had for their father the devil, because neither their works nor their feelings nor their intentions were good. 
God lets himself be seen by those who are able to see him because they have the eyes of their soul open. Everyone has eyes, but the eyes of some are blinded as it were in darkness, and they cannot see the light of the sun. But the light of the sun does not cease to shine simply because these sightless ones fail to see it. Rather, is this darkness due to their own inability to see? What care we ought to take of the frequent confession of our faults and sins if this sacrament cleanses us and disposes us to see the Lord more clearly already here on earth. In our apostolate, we should be aware that often the great hindrance to many souls accepting the faith, recognizing their vocation, or leading a consistent Christian life is provided by personal sins unrepented of, disordered affections, and a lack of correspondence with divine grace. Man, influenced by his prejudices or stirred up by his passions or bad will, is not only able to deny the evidence of external signs plain to be seen before his very eyes, but can also resist and reject the higher inspirations God infuses into his soul. If one is without the desire to believe and to do the will of God in everything, whatever the cost, one will simply not accept even what is glaringly evident. Thus the person who lives shut up in his own egoism, who doesn't seek the good but only his comfort or pleasure, will have a difficult time believing or understanding a noble ideal. And in the case of a person who has already taken the step of giving himself to God, he will find within himself a growing resistance to the specific demands of his vocation. A sincere and contrite confession, well prepared, can then be seen as the great means to rediscover the way of faith. It gives one the interior clarity necessary to see what God is asking of us. When a person purifies and cleanses his heart in this way, he prepares the ground so that the seed of faith and generosity can take root in his soul and grow and bear fruit. We do a great good to souls when we help them approach the sacrament of pardon. And it is a common experience that many of the problems and doubts which afflict souls are cleared up with a good confession. The soul then sees with great clarity its own restored cleanliness, and much better now are its dispositions of will. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers, You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. Thirteen minutes before the hour, so let's pray. We join the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Blessed are they who dwell in your house, O Lord. Blessed are they who dwell in your house, O Lord. How lovely is your dwelling place, Lord God of hosts. My soul is longing and yearning, is yearning for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my soul ring out their joy to God, the living God. The sparrow herself finds a home, and the swallow a nest for her brood. She lays her young by your altars, Lord of hosts, my King and my God. They are happy 
who dwell in your house, forever singing your praise. They are happy, whose strength is in you, in whose hearts are the roads to Zion. As they go through the bitter valley, they make it a place of springs. The autumn rain covers it with blessings. They walk with ever-growing strength. They will see the God of gods in Zion. O Lord God of hosts, hear my prayer. Give ear, O God of Jacob. Turn your eyes, O God, our shield. Look on the face of your anointed. One day within your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. The threshold of the house of God I prefer to the dwellings of the wicked. For the Lord God is a rampart, a shield. He will give us his favor and glory. The Lord will not refuse any good to those who walk without blame. Lord God of hosts, happy the man who trusts in you. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. Bless your people, Lord. You have given us the law that we may walk from strength to strength and raise our minds to you from this valley of tears. May we receive the gifts you have gained for us. Blessed are they who dwell in your house, O Lord. Come, let us climb the mountain of the Lord. Come, Come, let us climb the mountain of the Lord. In days to come, the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established as the highest mountain and raised above the hills. All nations shall stream toward it. Many people shall come and say, Come, let us climb the Lord's mountain to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may instruct us in his ways, and we may walk in his paths. For from Zion shall go forth instruction, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between the nations and impose terms on many peoples. They shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. One nation shall not rise the sword against another, nor shall they train for war again. O house of Jacob, come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Come, Come, let let us us climb the mountain mountain of the Lord. Sing to the Lord and bless his name. Sing Sing to the the Lord and bless bless his name. name. O sing a new song to the Lord. Sing to the Lord, all the earth. O sing to the Lord, bless his name. Proclaim his help day by day. Tell among the nations his glory and his wonders among all the peoples. The Lord is great and worthy of praise to be feared above all gods. 
the gods of the heathens are not. It was the Lord who made the heavens. His are majesty and state and power and splendor in his holy place. Give the Lord, you families of people. Give the Lord glory and power. Give the Lord the glory of his name. Bring an offering and enter his courts. Worship the Lord in his temple. O earth, tremble before him. Proclaim to the nations, God is king. The world he made firm in its place. He will judge the peoples in fairness. Let the heavens rejoice and the earth be glad. Let the sea and all within it thunder praise. Let the land and all it bears rejoice. All the trees of the wood shout for joy at the presence of the Lord. For he comes, he comes to rule the earth. With justice he will rule the world. He will judge the peoples with his truth. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As, As it was, was in the beginning, beginning is, is now, now and, and will be forever. forever. Amen. Lord, you have renewed the face of the earth. Your church throughout the world sings you a new song announcing your wonders to all. Through a virgin, you have brought forth a new birth in our world. Through your miracles, a new power. Through your suffering, a new patience. In your resurrection, a new hope. And in your ascension, new majesty. Sing to the Lord and bless his name. A reading from the book of James. Always speak and act as men destined for judgment under the law of freedom. Merciless is the judgment on the man who has not shown mercy. But mercy triumphs over judgment. The word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. Blessed be the Lord our God. Blessed from age to age. Blessed be the Lord our God, blessed from age to age. His marvelous works are beyond compare. Blessed from age to age. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Blessed be the Lord our God, blessed from age to age. Blessed be the Lord our God. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, 
to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Blessed be the Lord our God. Man was created to glorify God through his deeds. Let us earnestly pray. May we give glory to your name, Lord. May we give glory to your name, Lord. We bless you, Creator of all things. For you have given us the goods of the earth and brought us to this day. May May we we give glory glory to your name, Lord. Look with favor on us as we begin our daily work. Let us be fellow workers with you. May May we we give give glory glory to your name, Lord. Make our work today benefit our brothers and sisters. That with them and for them we may build an earthly city pleasing to you. May May we give give glory glory to your name, Lord. Grant joy and peace to us. And to all we meet this day. May May we we give give glory glory to your name, Lord. Now let us offer together the prayer our Lord Jesus Christ taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Lord God, King of heaven and earth, Direct our minds and bodies throughout this day and make us holy. Keep us faithful to your law in thought, word, and deed. Be our helper now and always. Free us from sin and bring us to salvation in that kingdom where you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Morning Air is coming up in just a few minutes. I'm Paul Sadek. Let's do this again tomorrow morning at 4 a.m. Central or on the app. Go out, make it a great day, and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.